0: It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz
1: every weekday at Fox, and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Mark,
0: uh, welcome to the Brian Kilmeade Show. Brian Kilmeade at the Brian Kilmeade Show? How are you, my friend? <laughs> I know. I said my name a lot. I apologize. Uh, Mark, congratulations on the success of this book. I just want you to weigh in on this. I have no problem with billionaires trying to uh, capture new dreams and and pursue them do you
1: of course not i mean what are we supposed to do run all of our money through the bureaucracy in washington dc so all the geniuses there can decide what to do with our money we don't need marxists like bernie sanders i think that's who you're talking about saying well we can spend our money here they are blowing trillions and trillions of dollars first of all who the hell does he think he is he doesn't control everybody you know If we don't have capitalism, we don't have thought, we don't have creativity, we don't have productivity. How do we think we got all these products? How do we think we got light in our homes and light bulbs and automobiles? And you go into a grocery store, you have more available to you than any king or queen 200 years ago. It wasn't because of government and Bernie Sanders and Marxists. It was because of ingenuity, people who decided, I'm going to make a difference. What is Bezos? Who is he hurting? He's not hurting anybody. He can do whatever he wants with his money, and Bernie Sanders needs to keep his claws off of it.
0: I agree, and but there's a lot of talk about that, too, and I brought it up to Bill Nelson just on television, the, the former astronaut and just uh, failed center
1: and, and I heard that. I yeah. heard that. And you just, were great. He was barely literate, but you were terrific. <laughs> Thank you. Thank
0: you. But I just said, I, what is wrong with telling people to imagine things? You know, Jeff Bezos, it looks like his parents came $240,000, more than most parents could ever give somebody. But for the most part, the guy left a lucrative job to start out on his own in the middle of nowhere with a desk he got from Home Depot, and he said he screwed two doors on a horse, and he just had this vision. And along the way, he employed a lot of people, and he was a taskmaster. He made working-class people, middle-class, and middle-class people, upper-class. And then guess what? If you're a manager at Amazon, you pretty much sought after in other businesses. Wow, where, you made where, that look, place work.
1: Look at these Marxist society. They produce anything? China yeah. has to steal all of our technology in order to make its weapons. Russia used to do the same thing. They spent all their money trying to figure out how to get our technology. Um, Bernie Sanders wants to project onto our society this whole Marxist ideology, this anti-capitalist ideology. Let me explain to people. Ian Rand said it best. She wrote a book about the primitives. And she said, this whole ideology about Marxism and so forth, it's an attack on what's between your ears, creativity, uh, um, all kinds of things that motivate you and so forth. In other words, they destroy the individual. They destroy the individual's ability to think, to reason. This is why they oppose free speech. This is why they crush differences of opinion, whether it's on the virus or anything else. It is not scientific. It is not pro knowledge. It is hand. It is it is iron fisted, uniformity and conformity. And so there may be people out there attacking Bezos, but we just have to fight back.
0: Right. And, and by the way, we know what he's done with the Washington Post. We know he has a political agenda, and we know we're pushing back against it on a daily basis. It's not a matter of that. It doesn't mean you can't respect success. And I do. And I think that's what you're saying. So when the Blue Origin launches off in Van Horn, Texas, it's a great time for Texas, number one. Number two, it's a great time for entrepreneurs. And then next thing you know, space travel will be a part of an economy, an economy that's going to continue to grow and innovate. What China's doing is they're actually allowed for a period of time, a little bit of innovation, the Jack Ma's, to take off. But now they're coming in with government. As soon as a business takes root and has success, the government is taking over. That's the best news for America and competition. But you know what you made me do with this book? You made me Read reevaluate you, oh, yeah. capitalism. I just take it for granted that I come here and I have an opportunity to fail or succeed. You know, I interviewed, uh, I interviewed uh, last night the founder of uh, the UFO, uh, UFC. Uh, and uh, Dana, White. Dana White. So Dana White yeah. takes over UFC. He came out. He had twenty five hundred dollars. Whitey Bulger was in pursuit of him. He owed uh, that hoodlum twenty five hundred dollars. So he leaves Boston, goes to Las Vegas, teaches boxing classes, and has an opportunity to work his way up in UFC. And UFC, and he becomes this multi billionaire success story. No one gave it to him. You know, I'm just fascinated as I as I watch the launch the of this, this spaceship to see Blue it, it, Origin taken to space right now. It's pretty amazing.
1: Here's the problem. None of that's taught in the classrooms today, none of it. None of of the American greatness, American ingenuity, how we defeated uh, fascism and communism, how our soldiers go overseas and fight for people of color, for Muslims in order to free them, in order to protect them, how our country stopped Hitler and Tojo, how our country is, is a magnificent country that has saved millions and millions of lives and created millions and millions of opportunities for people who wouldn't have them. That's not the narrative in our classrooms. That's not the narrative in the media. And the point of the book is to fight back. It's to lay out the case, what's going on in the country, not like you and I typically do it on TV and radio, but to get very deep where this is being promoted, where the propaganda is coming from, who the scholars are, who their intellectuals are, because as you well know, you're a student of history, if we don't know what our enemy enemy, Not adversary, not opponents. They want to destroy this country. If we don't know who our enemy is, what their thinking processes and so forth are, we're not going to be able to develop the strategies and tactics to defeat them. So this book, just so you know, this is about a mission. This is about forming a movement. We have disparate efforts going on in school districts and so forth. We need more. We need a network. We need a national effort. or We're not going to be able to claw our way back from all these invidious, poisonous has spawned Americanized ideologies, and uh, that is the point
0: of the book. Yeah, a few points of the book. But what I'm seeing is unfolding, unlike uh, your other books, that said, this is coming. You basically say in here, with American Marxism, it is here. And what I've noticed, too, is it's a multi-pronged process. It's first, uh, hurt America from the inside. Number two, destroy what we take great pride in, our incredible past. And number three, get us to attack each other. So we look at ourselves. So our enemies are loving this because we're taking each other apart. Lincoln talked about that. The only way for America to fail is for us to turn on each other. And we did briefly, and we came out stronger.
1: But this is the whole ideology. You know, I hear some of my friends, and they are my friends on TV. They say, you know, they may be a turning point or ACU. They're all hyped up. They're strong. So I've talked to people. We're ready. They can't defeat us. And so... Robert, I ain't gonna do it. I'm all for it. It's not gonna do it. Uh, When you read the American Crisis, Thomas Paine, when you read the first couple of sentences, when you read the Declaration of Independence, these were men who were very, very serious about the challenges in front of them. Uh, When you talk to a parent whose children are being indoctrinated on racism and Marxism uh, or transgenderism, um, we gotta figure out how to fight back with this stuff. And one of the reasons I call the book American Marxism, the title I gave it near the end when I was finishing it, is because that is the common thread. It's not about the Red Scare, McCarthyism. It is about who are these people? Who are their mentors? What are they saying? You listen to Black Lives Matter. The founders tell you they're Marxists. Antifa, they're Marxists. Bernie Sanders is a Marxist. The squad are Marxists. They hate America. They're anti-Semites. They want the borders open. They defend Hamas. They defend Cuba. If we don't call these people what they are and we don't recognize where they're coming from, we're going to lose.
0: And I'm going to tell
1: you now, we're losing now. And it's time to fight back. We can't be Pollyanna's about
0: this. And, and just in case we're well, talking to Mark Levin on an historic day as uh, Jeff Bezos becomes the second billionaire civilian to go into space in a matter of two weeks. Elon Musk has done it with SpaceX, but he's not Only been on in board. America. Only in America Only is in true.
1: America.
0: But, but Nicole Hannah Jones is also from America. She wrote the sixteen nineteen <laughs> project which plays into the insidious rise of Marxism. I want you to hear how she described Cuba last year. And tell me if you think Mark Levin is overstating things. Cut 35.
1: If you want to see the most equal multiracial country in our hemisphere, it would be Cuba. Cuba has the least inequality between black and white people. In places that are truly um, at least biracial countries, Cuba actually has the least inequality. And that's largely due to socialism, which I'm sure no one wants to hear.
0: No one wants to hear that. So why doesn't she go?
1: (laughs) Uh, isn't it funny how the, uh, all these uh, Marxists, American Marxists, they don't really want to live in these places, but they want to turn our country into that place? She knows nothing about the history of that revolution. That revolution was basically Castro with 28 guerrillas backed by the New York Times that overthrew a country. That wasn't a proletariat uprising. That's number one. She knows nothing about Che Guevara, who was a racist who executed and got joy out of executing black cubans and he he had a real serious problem with black latinos she doesn't talk about that and you see people walking around the country wearing the t-shirt including minorities it's a shocking thing uh, but that's who she is 1619 project new york times pushed this it's still pushing it. i just want to remind people that's the same new york times who had walter durandi in moscow for 12 years who was fronting for stalin and they were putting pro-stalin propaganda in the new york times it's the same newspaper who had an editor in Berlin during the Third Reich who was sympathetic to the Nazis. They covered up the Holocaust, for the most part, for years. It's the same newspaper that promoted the uh, the, the so-called Demo- democratic revolution of Castro. This newspaper, this corporatist enterprise has blood on its hands, and she worked for that organization. And that's supposed to be the gold standard of the media. And I remind people in the book – Karl Marx's profession was as a journalist, and he wrote for New York newspapers. And the, the great author who writes about Karl Marx and went through all his articles, he said that the modern journalism today takes a lot of its lead from him in the sense that he would take so-called news and then twist it and spin it. Towards an agenda, which is exactly what most of our news media do today. You're going to learn a lot of stuff in this book, Brian.
0: No, I know I did, and uh, I'll tell you, Mark. You do right. You got to concentrate. It's not something you sit down and just say, "Let me just glaze over this," uh, like some John Grisham novel. You you actually you have to sit there and think, and then you got to step back and go, "You know what is happening?" Think about crime. Let's let crime. Let's let crime run rampant. Let's let the border collapse. Let's make history fall apart. Let's go and spend $33 trillion over a budget and then say the way to solve inflation is to spend more. That was Joe Biden yesterday, and that play doesn't play into capitalism and democracy, does it?
1: No, and when you see these things, I explained in the first chapter, when you see these models, the oppressed against the oppressor, the rich against the poor, you know, ageism, racism, all these isms, these are, the book's not called Marxism, it's called American Marxism. These are the fundamentals of destroying a society. When you reject the flag, and you reject the national anthem. Again, these are unifying symbols. People have fought under that flag and they sang that national anthem. It's an attack on the country, regardless of what these people say. And most of these revolutions are top down. They're not bottom up. The American people aren't looking to overthrow their country and put in socialism or overthrow their country in the name of uh, critical race theory. Castro was a lawyer. His family was fairly wealthy. Lenin was a lawyer. His family was fairly wealthy. Mao, even though he came out of a peasant family, he was a teacher. Uh, Pol Pot was a Ph.D. You look at most of these ideologies, they come right out of these college campuses. And uh, in the back of the book, I address what I feel we need to do with them, too.
0: Lastly, so, Mark, the yeah. thing is, I don't understand the attraction. Is the attraction life isn't fair? It's the rich have too much. And it's about time I get a piece of that. Uh, piece of that pie. What is the attraction to this ideology that takes away the opportunity to succeed and fail? Why, why would that be? Don't
1: get mad at me. And this is embarrassing because they put me on this incredibly tight schedule for some reason. The attraction is this. Uh, Marxism allows malcontents, miscreants, and people have no connection to society and take no personal responsibility for themselves to project it onto other people. They're victims, they're oppressed, otherwise they would be successful. Those are the followers. The leaders are fanatics. They want to control a country. They really are evil. You look at all these leaders of these Marxist movements. When they take over, they are brutal police states. And let's keep that in mind. And the Democrat Party today is the vessel through which this operation takes place. They want to destroy our constitutional separation of powers. They want to pack the courts. They want to change the election system, not to help black Americans, but to help themselves open borders so we assimilate into foreign cultures, not into the American culture, and on and on and on. Gotcha. you. And Brian Kilmeade, you yeah. are a great host and a great patriot and a dear friend. And I, I want to thank you for everything you do for this country.
0: Oh, well, thank you, Mark, and uh, it's so great to have you on this team. Congratulations on American Marxism, none more in the country. And you're the host of Life, Liberty, and Levin on Fox, nationally syndicated, and uh, on Fox and weekends. And you got your syndicated talk show, the best in the country. Uh, Mark, thanks so much. Appreciate it. Best of luck with your book, yeah, and I'll see God you in the hallways.
1: Bless. All right, brother. Take care. All
0: right, Mark Levin. Thanks so much.